0: Help! I got a Mac podcast episode number thirty-nine. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help! I got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I'm Chris Biting. And today we are here with yet another episode that is devoted to the Mac Switcher, or those of you who are thinking about becoming a Mac Switcher. What is a Mac Switcher anyway, Chris?
1: It is someone who has decided to jump ship from the Windows world that they were trapped in and try this thing we call Macintosh.
0: Ah, that's... One way to describe it. <laughs> Some people uh, out there who have uh, definitely enjoyed Windows computing their entire life, but want to venture out and try something new. How's that sound? No, you're <laughs>
1: you're 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 going to to the light.
0: Going to the light. Obviously, uh, Chris Chris uh, Biting is a wonderful co-host for this show. He is a former Mac or former former Apple employee. Employed as a Mac genius. Yep, I was. And of course, I am a former Mac hater. And uh, I have recently turned, not to the light, but about a year ago, I bought my first Macintosh computer. And that day, I decided, hmm, I'm going to start a podcast called Help. I got a Mac. And that's pretty much how this thing all got started. And so we're out there helping all of those of you out there who have just got a Mac, or ho- who are possibly thinking about getting one, and we talk about all kinds of other Apple-related things and stuff, and we like to think start things off just by talking about just if is- if there's anything Apple-related in the news, and so, Chris, what do we got?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, first off, I want to uh, say that uh, happy birthday to, to Steve Wozniak. Woz is 58 years old, and uh, Steve Wozniak is important in the Apple community because he was the, one of the co-founders of Apple. Right. He uh, he designed and built the Apple II, which my grade school memories are fond, filled with the days of playing Oregon Trail
0: on the Apple IIe. That is hilarious. Now, ah. what's what's amazing is this guy Steve Wozniak. Obviously, he is a multi multi millionaire today, and he travels around. He's a, he's a bit eccentric. If anybody's out there not familiar with who Steve Wozniak is, he's a bit eccentric. And likes to flaunt his toys and and stuff like that, but what's odd to me is that he no longer has anything really to do with Apple, does he?
1: Uh, he's still on. He's still an employee and considered an, envi- an, an, an advisor. He's employee number one. Um, so he still he still gets a, a slight paycheck from Apple, but it's more of like a token position in anything.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So he's he's not over there like assembling a motherboard or for us or anything like that.
1: No, no, no. He should be though. His board <laughs> designs were awesome.
0: Very cool. So uh, happy birthday to Steve Wozniak, and I think that's pretty awesome that uh, you know just somebody that that's out there who is has meant so much to us uh, in the in the computing. I mean, and not just not just in the Apple world, but really. I mean, that these these guys were the pioneers. Of yeah, computing they, he, at all.
1: He built the first real personal computer. You know, you, it used to be that, you know, they had personal computers like the um, the Altair was a computer that you could build. It was uh, like 600 bucks sold in, um, you know, you could find like popular science like in the back or something. Right. Or popular mechanics. And, you know, it had no screen. It had no keyboard. It was a series of switches and you had to load everything through paper tape or just do these switches for lines of code. And Steve was the first one that said, hey, you know what, why don't we use a keyboard and attach it to the computer, and then, hey, why don't we hook it up to a TV screen so we can see what in the heck we're doing? And, uh, you know, he, he started the computer revolution, so the That's guy's cool. awesome, he's totally approachable. I've heard stories of, you know, you really can't, like, go up to Steve Jobs, but Steve Wozniak's one of those guys you go up to, he'll give you a giant hug, and just sit there and talk your ear off. So that's pretty sweet.
0: I have heard a lot of, uh, of course, podcasts with Steve Wozniak in it. He, do, he does seem like the guy that would uh, just talk your ear off.
1: Oh, absolutely. Talk talk your ear to the point that you're the one that goes, okay, Steve, I'll see you later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. One of the things that about this early computing days, and, of course, I've seen a lot of... Uh, what do you call those documentaries on the Mm -hmm. early days of computing and how they had the what was it called the homebrew club i believe the homebrew computer club yeah yeah and so and i think gates was a part of that too wasn't he
1: uh gates visited every once in a while he came to the homebrew computer club one time to yell at everybody to not steal his paper tape version of basic because he was (laughs) selling it in little baggies for like 20 bucks a pop and what people were doing was, was was getting it and then copying it and distributing it at the Homebrew Computer Club. So he went there to to yell at them to not steal
0: my programs. Oh, my goodness. Too oh, yeah, funny. It,
1: you know, it was a bunch of nerds, a bunch of enthusiasts all getting together just trying to show, you know, this cool technology off to each other. And <laughs> they started a, a, an industry. It's no awesome.
0: Doubt. No doubt. So uh, what else is going on in the area of news surrounding Apple?
1: Sure. Uh Looks like uh, Steve Jobs was interviewed by the Wall Street Journal, and a couple tidbits from that. uh, Jobs said that the thirty million dollars in Apple Store, or I'm sorry, thirty million dollars in application store sales since the first of the month, which is amazing.
0: Thirty million dollars, which that that shouldn't be too surprising. I mean, if you think about the million, you know, the millions of people who own iPhone. You know, and 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 then of course, if you think of just you know the one dollar applications, the ninety nine cent applications, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are you know forking out uh, for. I I think I've probably paid for two applications that are ten bucks each, and and I've certainly paid. I, I think I paid for one that was four ninety nine, and I paid for one that was two ninety nine, and the rest I got for free. So I mean, yeah, I don't think that's too too out of too far to reach to think that they would sell thirty million in the first month.
1: Yeah, I've spent about. I don't know, $25 or so, but it, it just makes me wish, you know, that I could program an Xcode because all you need is one application to just, like Super Monkey Ball. I mean, they they said they've made $300 million in Super Monkey Ball sales.
0: Yeah, and and Super Monkey Ball is worth every single penny and then some, <laughs> my friends. <laughs> my son's upstairs playing it right now, and we are on the very final level of Monkey Ball.
1: Oh, my gosh, man. I, I cannot get past, like, the fifth level.
0: Oh, dude, it, we have a blast playing that game. So I've been playing a lot of, of Trism
1: and uh, Texas Hold'em, so.
0: Yeah. Tr- te- have you played Texas Hold'em w- when you're on a Wi-Fi network with somebody? I have not, It no. is a It's a blast. It is well, really, Cliff, really I- cool.
1: I'll have to go to the the luxurious and beautiful g s p n studios one day for a show. maybe I'll do that like in a week or so.
0: I'd love to have you come back in studio man
1: and uh I know it's just been it's been really hard just with it being on Monday night and <clears throat> Emily works until eight, but I might be i might you know I'll, I'll try to work something out here in the next uh next show or two very cool, but we'll play some Texas Hold'em then
0: we must we must but
1: uh another thing a little more dark sinister side of the application store is Steve did um come out and say that that they do have to the ability to to disable a program remotely and he says quote hopefully we never have to pull that lever but we should but we would be irresponsible not to have a lever that like that to pull
0: yeah i i don't believe i don't i don't agree with him but yeah i
1: i feel the same way
0: you know the, i think it would be irresponsible to release things for approval in the app store that you don't want to be in there but, yeah. you know, I, the only thing I got to say is if, if we were obviously talked about net share last episode and if one day all of a sudden my net share disappears, you better believe I am getting a refund back from that company.
1: Oh, yeah. I, uh, we, and we, we briefly touched about back and forth on Twitter. I think or I chat a couple times about the I am rich application where uh, someone oh, made this yes. application. All you do is launch it. It's a picture of a jewel. And you hit the little button, and it flips on the back. There's a, a, a some kind of mantra for good luck and fortune and stuff. The app—that's all the application does. Yep. The application cost a thousand dollars.
0: Nine hundred ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. And Apple pulled it. They said, you know, they said
1: it's pe- people. You know, were getting not not duped into clicking on it, but not realizing that you know, if they had like one click enabled that they bought it or if they thought it was a joke and it, it wasn't a joke. Apparently eight people bought the application before Apple pulled it.
0: That is hilarious. Oh man. I, I think it's hilarious. I guess it wouldn't be funny if I, if maybe my son accidentally hit the one click purchase. Yeah. But anyway, I still think, so, I thought it was kind of funny. Did I mean, yeah. when you saw it, Did I mean, did it, I thought
1: it was funny, but I mean, it, I don't know. It, it's stupid. I well, figure it's it's getting people who aren't paying attention, you know.
0: Well, here's the thing. It, it, proved, it proved to me two things. Number one, I think it's just ridiculous that Apple thinks that it can put its finger, you know, in the floodgates and, and hold back the big rushing stream of applications that wants to come out, right? Yeah, There's
1: and, there's all these great applications that aren't out yet, but yet we've got this piece of junk.
0: And that's the other thing. It just shows that, you know hey, it, there, where's the quality control on some of this stuff?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly.
0: So, so I don't know. I kind of just wish I, I would have the ability to that, that we would have the ability to open this thing up and really install some awesome applications out there that, that aren't as tied down as as Apple makes it. You know what I'm saying? I, I'd love to see some turn-by-turn directions. I'd love to see uh, an application that that allows me to continue to receive IM messages while my application is while i'm running another application those kind of things yeah although when is when are we supposed to get this push technology to third party applications
1: uh next month is when the software is supposedly coming out it's been seeded to a couple choice developers i think the the people who like the SD, some of the sdk developers are are already getting the 2.1 update as a beta gotcha
0: you know, I I hope they give it to AOL or somebody like that, so so we can have at least one application that can receive these notifications. Because I I you know I've already cut off my SMS messages, but I sure mm-hmm. do I sure do miss the availability of my wife to be able to just send me a short little message without it costing me you know thirty cents round trip. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, uh, anyway I I do wanna I do wanna bring oh, yeah. up an application here that uh, since we're talking about instant messaging. Sure, And that is um, this whole ringo Have you heard of this? Heard of it. I downloaded it. Very cool. After, so,
1: after you told me to get it, I, I downloaded it. And then it's pretty awesome.
0: It is extremely awesome. So we had basically AOL Instant Messenger, which I think is a better application for instant messaging by far. Uh, there are a couple things I really like about AOL Instant Messenger. Uh, one is that it kind of archives your previous conversations, so it kind of uh, caches those conversations, which is really right. neat. Um, and, and I kind of like just some of the other, I mean, it, it just seems to be a little bit more robust. It, it, obviously, they've had access to the uh, SDK from day one, and so therefore they've had a lot more time with it. However, there's, there's one thing that's lacking, and that is the fact that all of my instant messaging friends are not all on AOL yeah and so um basically i you know i don't use aol instant messenger on my computer on the pc i've always used trillion in the past and i think i just recently downloaded this other program i can't even think of the name of it but i've used it like twice i think um oh what's the name of the digsby on the pc it's called oh yeah yeah d D i g uh s b y i believe Anyway, Digsby is like Trillion, and uh, and then, of course, on the Mac, there's this program called Adium, A-D-I-U-M, and Mm -hmm. all three of these applications for the desktop are applications where you can log in with one program and get access to Yahoo Instant Messenger, AOL Instant Messenger, um, MSN Messenger, and ICQ, and what else is there? I'm missing out somebody. Uh, Google. Google Google Talk, and then Jabber. and then of course Jabber and and a couple other crazy little sub chat room places. Mm-hmm. So so in essence, you have that ability to do that on the PC, and now with the program and an application on your iPhone called Pal Ringo P A L R I N G O, you now have the ability to sign in. On one application and have access and online availability to chat with all of your friends on all of the above named above mentioned uh, app, um, instant messaging services
1: Yeah you know what upsets me though is the best the best native IM application I ever used for the iPhone is when I had a jailbreak then I used pr- I used a program called Apollo IM. okay it was awesome. I do not know why it's not on the uh, the app store yet.
0: Now, was this an application that did that application allow you to receive instant messaging while you were in other applications?
1: It did. Uh, I mean, they could easily take that part out to you know to make it available for the for the app store. It's just, I don't know why I mean I've been trying to do Google searches while you were talking to see if there's any news about it, and there's absolutely nothing.:
0: Gotcha. And did they cache the the out or the conversations locally?
1: Uh, you know what? I don't remember if they did or not. I just remember it was a really nice app. I could have the phone, you know, sleep mode in my pocket and I would get a vibrate when, you know, uh, an app, you know, when someone IM'd me.
0: Right. Well, um, I tell you, I really like Pal Ringo. Pal Ringo obviously allows you to sign into all of the above mentioned, uh, IM services, but they're also, you sign in for a Pal Ringo account which I want to encourage everybody who's listening to this to go out, if you have an iPhone, and get Powering And do me a favor, and whenever you, whenever you go in for the first time, you'll see the ability, there'll be three tabs. There's like your tab to, to log into your services, then there's the tab for your instant messaging online, and the third one is for groups. And if you get a chance, go in there and join a group called GSPN, just the four letters, GSPN. And add yourself to that group. And what's really neat about this is um, everybody who signs on to the iPhone, whenever you're – I'm sorry, signs, signs on to Pal Ringo, what will happen is if you go to the group tab and all those people are a member of the group, it will show all the people who are online. And what you can do is you can have a big online iPhone group chat session through the Pal Ringo chat service. Mm-hmm. I think that is awesome.
1: That's cool. Looks that, like you can also download. Um, this is an application for Windows, BlackBerry, and OS 10. So,
0: also, it's available on other platforms. Then,
1: yeah, you can exchange text, voice, and picture messages, which is which is pretty cool. I have. Uh, looks like looks like Mac OS 10 is currently in alpha, so it's probably really, really, you know, crashes and kind of buggy. So
0: right. Well, I will tell you that it, it is kind of neat. If you actually hit when you're in the Power Ringo and you're in the group chat and you are in, it's got your keyboard up. If you hit return instead of done or send or whatever it is, if you hit return, it'll take away the keyboard. And at the bottom, there's the little camera icon. You can actually take a little snapshot and hit send and it, and it sends a, um, a thumbnail of that image in the chat room. And. Oh, that's cool. So they're they're asking for a URL. If Just do me a favor. Go into iTunes and in the music store type in um, Palringo. It's P-A-L-R-I-N-G-O. Exactly. It, this is an awesome application. But uh, it, it's really neat because in the chat, and of course, like I said, you can have group chat. So people, multiple people chatting all at the same time on the iPhone. And I've not seen that in the AOL. I don't see that availability anywhere else. I really like this because there's, I mean, obviously the the number of people who are getting iPhones is growing, and there there's only one thing I don't like about this application so far that I mean I I kind of bugs me even, and that is there's a there is the ability to kind of you know swipe your finger to the left and then swipe your finger to the left again and to go between multiple conversations, but it. It's not if you don't know that that what that was there then you may not know to do that And mm-hmm. so to get back to the main menu to where I want to p- maybe I'm waiting for somebody to I've, I've sent a text message, but they're the kind of people who you know they're they're chatting with you but they're doing something else and they only come back every you know two or three minutes and so you want to go and start another conversation or reply to another threaded conversation somewhere else. And instead of swiping to the left and to the right, sometimes I hit that little X up at the top to take me back to the main menu for another person. And when I go back to that person, the conversation we were having before, completely gone. And it's like, oh, is this the person I was talking about with this? Because I don't remember who, because I'm talking with three or four different people here while I'm you know, board sitting at the doctor's office or something and and you forget kind of what conversation's happening where and that's kind of frustrating.
1: Yeah, what's cool is it is the group it the, the group aspect of poweringo puts a little social media uh piece in there. So, you know, if all of us are part of the GSPN family are all in there, we don't kind of chat with each other, which is pretty cool.
0: Exactly. It's it's really nifty. So anyway, anytime you guys sign in to Ringo... Uh, just click on the group tab, uh, group tab, and it'll tell you who from the community is online and offline. So,
1: well, uh, I just downloaded Poweringo for my desktop, so I'll uh, I'll have it running. Oh, sweet!
0: Very cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out on my desktop as well. All cool. right, so that's my app of the week that I want to talk about. Do, is there any other news? Yeah. I think there was something else you wanted about Null Rivers Netshare.
1: Yeah, NetShare share will probably not be coming back anytime soon. Uh, AT and T has specifically said that there is absolutely whatsoever no tethering option for the iPhone. Right.
0: So. Except for those of us who were lucky enough to get it while <laughs> it was up there. Which, of course, anybody who is following me on Twitter got to see that message, and I think you actually saw it on Twitter, didn't you? I did. And but you didn't buy it though, did you? No, I. Man, I have edge. Never mind. I understand. You got edge. Yeah, but there, there's some days when edge is maybe all you got. You're out there stranding on the side of the highway at three (laughs) o'clock in the morning.
1: Then I'll just use my iPhone's really awesome web browser.
0: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) 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 You, I think you have a point there. Thank you. Yeah. All right, so let's see here. Let's go into some listener questions and feedback. How's that sound? Do it to it. Hey, I'll tell you what. Let's even go with a little uh, bumper here. All right. (laughs) All (laughs) right. It's
1: like like we're on a reality show.
0: No doubt. All right, so Cliff has a question. There's this guy named Cliff. And yeah, he's got a Mac. He started a podcast called Help, I Got a Mac. And so this is my question for the Mighty Chris and the Mac community. Are you ready? Do it. All right. I have a 120-gig hard drive on my MacBook. And for some reason, I only have 21 gigs of space available. Is there, and here's the keyword, a free program that will allow me to easily find folders on my hard drive with large amounts of data in them. For example, on my PC, all I would need to do is is I would dig down into a folder somewhere, right click on it, hit properties, and it would tell me not how much data is being used up in the folder there, but also in the subfolders. So if I had, you know, 500 gigabytes in my my documents file I know that that I need to go ahead and start drilling down into some of the subfolders of my documents and then I can eventually find out where that stuff is so what I need is a free solution of something that's going to show me where I can go and search out where this large collection of, of hard drive space is being taken up
1: Cliff I've got your program there Hoss Alright It's called Disk Inventory X.
0: All right, and uh, if
1: you go, I just posted the link. It's it's in our show notes. Uh, It's d e r l i e n dot com, like Derline
0: dot com. dot com. D e r l i e n dot com. And so this is a free program.
1: It is. It's a disk usage utility. It shows the size of files and folders in a special, uh, special graphical way called tree, tree maps.
0: Oh, I like uh, that.
1: It also shows it in your normal, uh, you know, text and stuff. Sweet. But yeah, check it out real quick.
0: I, well, right now or later?
1: Check it out right now. I want to hear your opinion on it.
0: All right. Well, let's see here. Can we do this live on the show? Alright, so can't. here we go. I am, I am going now. I am going to D-E-R-L-I-E-N dot com and I'm waiting for it to pull up here. Now I'm just looking for a download. It says get it. So I'm going to click that and I assume that's going to download my disk image, which I just see right now that it's doing that. And it is now downloaded. Now I am double clicking on the DMG file. It is opening the Disk Inventory X 1.0 DMG. It says that it is now finished, uh, and but it didn't give me any icons. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. here we go. Okay, so now it's actually open is what it's done, and now I just drag it over to my applications, right? I think so. So I'm going to drag it over to my applications. There it goes, 5.2, and now I'm going to double-click on that Says this is an application which was downloaded from the internet. Cancel or allow? I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Actually, it says, "Are you sure you want to open it?" Which, which I, I just want to say because I just installed, uh, upgraded to Leopard, and it never said this before. But now it That's asks new. me that all the time, and it's just like, "Hello, Apple, you were just giving Vista a hard time about this stuff."
1: Yeah, I see the reason for it, though. There's been a couple malware applications where it's been like, oh, I didn't really mean to use that one.
0: Yeah, no, no. I mean, I I totally understand it, and I understood the cancel and allow, but it's just funny that they're now using it as well. It is funny. All right, so uh, I opened it. Uh, Did did it do anything? You know, my Mac is running slow because I have so many different things going on it right now. Yeah. Uh, Please donate, which uh, we'll see how much I use it, and I may do that. Okay, so it it does show me uh disk in, Oh, let me get rid of this disk inventory thing over here. I want to eject that now that I have it. All right. <laughs> All right, so now I see okay, I do see my Macintosh HD and it says 88 used and uh let me just go ahead. What do I I'm going to double click on it and see what it does. Yeah. So it's loading folder contents.
1: And that's where we're going to lose the podcast. Is
0: that where we're going to lose the podcast?
1: I'm just kidding. You run this podcast on a Windows machine if I'm, no, I'm no, right.
0: No, no, no. Well, the thing is, is the podcast is being recorded onto an Edderall recorder. Now, as far as whether or not anybody's uh. hearing us in the chat room, that's a whole other story because I'm using <laughs> Ustream for that. Okay. <laughs> now, the thing is, it is actually going in and it's, it's browsing my entire hard drive, it appears. And so, it's uploading
1: it to the internet. No, I'm joking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but anyway, it, so it's, it's, it's going through, it's searching. I guess it's basically going out and collecting data to find out what all's where, right? Mm hmm. All right. So I'm waiting for it. Shall we do something else and then come back to this? Sure. All right. Let's do that because it looks like that's going to take just a minute. All right, so um, that was my question, and we'll continue on with that in just a moment. But Jim Big- Bigly has a question. He asked this in the forum over at gspn.tv forum. We have a wonderful Help I Got a Mac podcast section there where you can ask your questions during the week even, and you can get answers from other wonderful Mac users in this community known as gspn and uh, get answers. But anyway, Jim asked a question in the forum. He says this. What is Growl and what what is it used for? Grr.
1: Oh. Um Growl is a notification system. And you know, I never really used it. I never had it really installed. I kind of found it it was kind of annoying, but now that I've got it working in such a way that it, it's very tiny, it comes down from my top toolbar, slides down and slides back up. It's actually pretty nice. If you're browsing the web, let's say, and Cliff sent me a, a, an IM. Growl's going to come down and give me a little bit, a little snippet of what your IM message is without me going to the IM program. Okay. Uh, it'll also drop down and give me notices on like email or um, I'm trying to think what else. Weather updates. You know, for the plugin I use with Firefox it'll give me a little weather icon update. So it's just a little notifier. It just kind of sticks in a little corner. It doesn't really bother you too much unless you know you want it to be like full screen or something, but yeah, I like it. It's pretty cool.
0: So basically, that's all it is. is It's just a little notification program that, that drops down little windows to tell you things. Yep. All righty. So remember those annoying little Windows pop-up messages? It's kind of like the little bubble, only with data you might be interested in. And it disappears. And it disappears. You're not forced to click on anything. That is a good thing. That's a very good thing to point out. But a lot of yeah. programs are using this. They use it for you know you I'll see a little growl notification of a program instead of popping up its own little window. It'll pull up a growl notification say, your file is now downloaded. Yeah. And uh, so so basically instead of having it, what it does for me what I believe it does is it kind of unifies the 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 user interface experience between yeah. between different programs. I agree. So I kind of like Growl. Is that all it's used for? I think so. Is there anything out there that uses it for like, you know, if you don't have Growl installed, you're installed, you're not going to get notified of updates or anything like that?
1: Um, you know, not not that I'm aware of. I also use it with Twitterific too, by the way. Okay. So it does I don't have to op- I don't have to open up Twitterific to look at the window. I can just see the little tweet slide down.
0: Gotcha. Little update here. My Macintosh HD with uh this Disk Inventory X is still going in the background. It's currently uh checking out my system slash library folder directory. It's mapping out everything, dude. They're mapping out everything. So is There's a
1: lot of files on that Mac.
0: Yes, there is. Um so let me ask you this is, is it an evasive program or is it like one of those self contained programs like everything else?
1: it actually puts itself in the uh, system preferences pane
0: okay so it and, is going uh, to be there and, and how can I delete that if I don't want it
1: that's a good question I've never deleted growl before
0: not growl <laughs> no 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 no, oh. not growl oh what are we talking about we're, we're back to disk inventory X oh
1: I don't know you just if you want to uninstall any application you just drag it into the trash
0: okay now can I just share with you something that I did this week I'm going to tell you, I I got two bits of news here, and these are not in the show notes, by the way, just in case you're wondering, Chris. Okay. All right. Two things. Number one, I am in the process of paying a chunk of change for my very own iPhone application. (gasps) Oh, Really? Yes. I'm breaking the news here first. You're
1: hiring someone to I've hired to somebody
0: and they are currently in the process of writing me an application. It's a very wow. basic application. What is it? What is it? What is it? It is going to be the gspn.tv podcast network application. And so if you if you go into if you go into uh, the App Store and do a search for, under entertainment and look for Dig or Dignation or if you look for mobility today, what you will find is an application that will um, basically it'll load up and it just generally goes out and reads the RSS feed for the the podcast for the all in, for me it'll do the all inclusive feed of GSPN. Hmm. And cool. What this allows people to do, as long as they are connected via Wi-Fi, it'll work perfectly. Uh, what this allows them to do is maybe they have, maybe they subscribe to all, the all inclusive feed, but I released an episode an hour and a half after they left for work in the morning. But mm-hmm. they want to, but they would love to be able to listen via Wi Fi or maybe they have a good 3G connection or something and, and possibly a very good, decent edge connection. And they would just, they're just dying to hear the most recent episode of Help I Got a Mac. where well, yeah. they could open up the application. And it'll read the RSS feed, and they simply click on the most recent episode, and it automatically launches that that MP three file in the web browser.
1: Oh, that's cool!
0: And so there it is. You're it's basically just streaming. Now it's not going to download it and archive it to your your iPhone or anything like that. It's just going to it's going to stream it. And so there's some drawbacks. Uh, you know, such as, you know, if you stop halfway through, you're going to have to get back to where you were or whatever. But here, here's the thing. It, it's, it's cool for that. And not only that, but um, there it would have been very inexpensive for me to just get that. But there's also added functionality that, that I'm having built into it that's not there for mobility today and Dignation. And that is gspn.tv plus members will be able to enter their gspn.tv username and password, and guess what it will do? It will pull up the gspn.tv plus member only all-inclusive feed. Nice. Check that out. That's pretty sweet, dude. Exactly, exactly. And so I'm having this built right now, and uh, from what I understand, it'll probably be done within the next four or five days and then it'll take about three weeks to get into. Uh, yes, it'll be a free application, um, and it'll take about uh, t- about three weeks to get into to the iPhone App Store, and it should be on. It should be under the Entertainment section. But here's what I'm really excited about about this application. Number one, for our existing listeners. But number two. I mean, how many millions of people are out there searching every single day for applications? And I mean, literally, Chris, have you ever gone through a category and just browsed through every single application in that category yet? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. This is going to be, as far as I'm concerned, how I am viewing this as an expense for my business is this is pure advertising.
1: Yeah, it's like a Trojan horse
0: exactly <laughs> a free application it will be currently there are only two podcasts out there that, are, that have an existing application such as this and gspn.tv I hope to be the third that would be awesome dude it would be cool Alrighty. of course
1: it, it brings up a serious flaw on, on why in the world can't the iTunes mobile download podcasts straight from the phone
0: But no doubt
1: that's neither here nor there my friend
0: yep 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 I and trust me it frustrates the crud out of me but uh anyway anyway I so I wanted to let you know that now so here's the other thing I did I I, I decided okay I wonder if I could create this versus paying for it myself right so I went to I went to <laughs> iTunes <laughs> I downloaded this iPhone developers kit I signed up got approved and I downloaded the the developers' kit, and I sat there, and you know what I actually got pretty far into developing an an xcode um, user interface, oh yeah, but, but I couldn't figure out what to do with it after that, and there's what what's neat, and here's what's really cool if I was like if I was like a a junior in college or I'm sorry a junior in high school. And if matter of fact, if you're out there, you're 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, you know, and you've got time to spend, let me tell you how you can make a ton of money. There is a step-by-step-by-step-by-step instructional videos for every step of the way of how to make an iPhone application. All the information is out there.
1: So then, why didn't you do it?
0: because I don't have the next 85 hours to do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: fair enough, fair enough. Exactly.
0: So basically, the the there all the information about how to do it, they have great video tutorials and it it's got all kinds of great stuff out there and so um, Brent Irwin says he's already downloaded the iPhone SDK and he's currently lear- learning uh, Cocoa which is awesome and what's cool is I mean all this stuff is there and it's free and, and you can just hop right to it and the coolest thing was to have the iPhone um, uh, simulator on my computer so yeah I- so I had the iPhone simulator. But the thing is is I decided very quickly that, uh, you know what, I don't think I'm going to use this. I don't think I'm going to do this. And, of course, being that I'm pretty short on all my space on my hard drive, I decided uh, I think I need to delete this. And so I started looking for where this thing might have installed itself in the applications directly, directory. So guess what? What? It's not there. Nope. I did some searching around, found a forum, and for the very first time in my life, for the very first time in my life since owning a Mac, I opened up that uh, dreaded command line prompt. (laughs) And I started typing in things and had no idea what I was typing, but I just typed it word for word exactly what they told me to type. And I was sitting there, I'm like, oh my gosh, please don't screw everything up. Please don't screw everything up. And yeah. and about 25 minutes later, it finally deleted everything off of there and my Mac still runs. So I'm good.
1: So yeah, so there you go, full of win.
0: Exactly. So anyway, my now I have this uh disk inventory esque RX up on my computer, and it has broken down everything. Oh, this is very nice. Very nice. Right so right so here we go. 59 megs is in my users folder. So if I break that down, I see 59 megs is in my cliff folder. So I'm going to break I'm going to narrow that down by hitting the arrow. Uh waiting for it. Uh let me see if I can drag this window so I can drag it out further. Oh, I can. Good. I'm liking it so far, Chris. Yay! Now I'm getting the beach ball here as it's waiting to catch up. Okay, so... No. <laughs> Alright, so in documents I have 25.7 gigs. So if I drill down to my documents, and of course now I need to to widen the window a little bit more to see all this stuff. I want to see what's causing all this this data to be used up. So here's my documents. Oh, parallels is in my documents, and parallels uh, parallels has an eighteen point two gigabyte file. What yeah, is that's, that?
1: That's your drive.
0: Oh, is that what it is? Uh huh. Why is it eight? Uh, maybe I told it a twenty gig drive.
1: Or you said keep it at default, and what it does is it expands and contracts depending on what it needs.
0: Okay, well that's not too out of you. Know, that's not out of line for a Windows installation, so I'm gonna leave that. All right, and then, then music, surprisingly, I only have 16.3 gigs in my music. Movies, I have 13.3 gigs. So I, I need to watch some movies, I guess, and delete those. And uh, scrolling down, so I, I'm still looking. I, I, I think, I feel like I'm still missing something. I still feel like something's missing. All righty. Oh, what are these big red files? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Oh, you know what? iMovie events. There we go. 13 gigs in in this. Ah, yeah. All right. This is an awesome program. This is exactly what I needed, Chris. See, I got your back, dude. Yes. This is, folks, I, I do encourage everybody to go and download. Disk Inventory X, because this is exactly what I wanted. It it breaks it down, lets you drill down into subfolders and find out where in the world all your data space has gone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Next, next item from the forum. You want to read it from Aaron B.?
1: Aaron B. wrote a post in our forum. Cliff mentioned that the backup for his iPhone 3G, and according to this article... From Gear diary, there may be a way to speed it up a bit and uh, he gives a, a long uh, URL that we'll put in our show notes and did you read this I, I didn't have a chance to read this yet
0: I did so so here's the here's the thing um, it's basically if you click on this link and let me go in and go ahead and paste it into the chat room for those who are here live uh, it is an article that is on uh, let's see what is that geardiary.com and when you first set up your iPhone, it'll, it says your iPhone contains d- diagnostic information which may help Apple to improve its products. No personal information is included. It says by clicking send to Apple, you agree that Apple may collect and use this information as a part of its support services to improve its products. So basically, all these crash reports, all these log files on your iPhone... Uh, Every time if you clicked on Don't Ask Me Again and you clicked on that little send to Apple, Mm -hmm. every, every single time you go to back up your iPhone, it is taking the data off of your phone, your log files, your crash reports, and it's trying to send that data to the Apple's phone home service. And the idea here is that technically this shouldn't take very long. Except for when you consider the server, and then the amount of iPhones that are consistently being backed up and synced on a consistent basis all day long. Mm, so, did you do this? I have not yet done this. I I found this in the <laughs> forum right before we right before I left uh, to come here to do the show today.
1: Oh, and guess what? What they're using they're using the share this button. Oh yeah.
0: Oh, sweet. Exactly. So um, anyway, there is instructions on how you can get back in and set it up to where it does not do this. Now, I will tell everybody that since I've upgraded to the new 2.0 software or 2.1 software, I, it has definitely speeded up. The very first time after upgrading, uh, the backup was still very long, but the backup process now seems to go extremely fast, especially if I haven't uh, installed a new application recently. Cool. Now, um, I will tell people that even though I have upgraded to 2.0, my iPhone is still slow and a slight bit buggy.
1: Really? Yes. It's, it's gotten a lot better for me.
0: There are some applications, and, and I think some of it's more due to the application than it is to the iPhone now, but uh, there are some applications like, come on already. And so, yeah. I, so, matter of fact, I know it's one of the applications. It it, it is the application because I, I know exactly how long it's going to be before the iPhone pulls up the next window. And use and it used to be that those when those kind of bugs and stuff they were sporadic. They didn't always happen at the same place at the same time. So this one I think is is in the coding. Cool. All righty. So uh, let's see. We want to say thank you to Aaron B for that, and then we have Bde Grande who wrote in our forum. He says one of your callers asked about this. What was it? I forgot uh. to. I forgot. I forgot <laughs> to take. I forgot to take the title of the um, the subject line of that that place. Let me go to gspn.tv/forum. And find out what this, because he had a subject title there, or a subject header. We go to Help, I Got a Mac. And I'm looking for Grande. Oh, Ripping TV Episodes with Handbrake. Oh, okay. Okay, so will you read that one, Chris? Uh, Sure.
1: Hold on one second. Let me get to it here. Um, one of your callers asked about this. It works without a problem. I've ripped several seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, I own them. For, for playback on my iPod Touch. When you put the DVD in, it will default to finding one episode. It will be the same one each time. This will be listed in the upper left of the screen and will end with a time in minutes and seconds. This field is actually a drop-down menu which you can click and get to the other episodes. In my case, I just look for files around 44 minutes long. There's also a preset store which you can display on the right-hand side. I just select iPhone slash iPod Touch preset rather than all than adjusting all the pream- parameter. I ah, can't read tonight. Adjusting all the parameters manually. So it looks like there's a little drop down arrow. It'll,
0: you know, that is awesome to hear. I yeah, mean, for because up until of course I've never used Handbrake. But uh, I hear it's awesome. And so far, just from what I have heard about HandBrake, is it's great for movies when because it'll automatically go out and grab just the largest file in, as far as minutes and seconds. and And that's pretty much all it will do and all it's good for. But from what I'm hearing here from BDE Grande from our forum, he's saying that no, 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 no. It will default to that one all the time. However, that's a drop-down box, which will then show you all the other files that are accessible to you. I think that's awesome. That's why I love this community.
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: All right. So we do have one last question from the forum that I found. And this is from Mark Grace. And he wants to know if we can help him out. He's looking for some reviews of two applications. Number one, he would like to know what anybody's feelings are on the Mocha VNC Light 1.2 application where you can access your Mac or PC with your iPhone, and the other one is Save Benji's 1.0.1, where it is an application where you can comprise, compare price, read reviews, and buy over 15 million products from over 1,000 stores. So, um, have you had any experience with either one of those applications, Chris?
1: I have not unfortunately i heard about the save benji so i heard that's pretty leo was talking about it and uh he said he liked it a lot
0: i have watched and i have watched a screencast tutorial of save benji's and it looks pretty useful it, i mean i've not installed it myself i don't go out and do a lot of shopping in stores i always typically do that online anyway i kind of mm-hmm. do my price shopping that way but anyway, if you're out somewhere, what's nice is you can type in the product, the model, or the ID, or anything like that. And it will say, okay, here here are some comparable prices uh, from other stores, and here are some reviews. And so you can use it. I, it looks like an extremely useful application. And I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's a free application, I think, isn't it? I'm not sure.
1: Uh, I think the Save Benji's one is it's either free or 99 cents.
0: Yeah. Either way, it seems to me like it would be it would be a useful application. I've seen it in action not on my own iPhone though. As far as Mocha VNC Lite, I don't have any experience with that either. However, if anybody out there is a huge VNC fan, which is basically uh it's what is that? A virtual network client? Uh yeah. Okay, and that allows you to basically dial in to your networked computer so you can access your desktop you can click around move around see what's on your computer's hard drive open up files and all that other stuff while you're halfway across the world and all that other good stuff so if anybody's out there and you're using the vnc Lite 1.0 please give us a call let us know what your experience is with it as well as uh if you want to just go ahead and jump into the forum over at gspn.tv slash forum and maybe uh answer that thread on uh mark's question yes all righty anything else dude i think that's it man did anything come up in th- to the chat room tonight we've got to say thank you to the folks out there who have joined us via chat during the live show Uh special thanks to brent and andrea john patrick daryl and steven the tech guy and anon yes anon is here all the time <laughs> Which I think is anonymous. But anyway, that is all I have for this week, my friends. We want. My to, friends. My friends. What I have to say is that we were light on uh, emails this week. and, and Yeah, email us. Email us at uh, feedback at gspn.tv. Or better yet, leave us a voicemail. The phone number, of course, is area code 859. 795 4067 again that phone number is area code 859 795 4067 and in fact i do notice that matthew murray emailed and i just realized this was in here hi cliff and chris just got my macbook 5 weeks ago and i've been noticing that the airport card would not go out uh, would go out and i would have to come and restart my airport now my airport will not connect to my wireless router. I have tried everything, but still a no-go. What would I do? Or what should I do? Hmm. And I think he emailed us back later and said he finally got it to work.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm not sure.
0: In that scenario, what I would do personally is I would ins- make sure that you have the airport um, util- the airport router uh, software that comes with your router. Uh, and if you don't have it, I think you can download it off the Apple website. I would go ahead and install that on the computer that's having a hard time uh, connecting to the router and then go ahead and reset up the router's networking capabilities using that computer. and I found that to be that to be extremely useful when I've had this kind of error before. If that doesn't work, then I'll always uh, the nice thing is is if the router the router's relatively new, Or your MacBook or your computer is relatively new. You can call the AppleCare support service. And those folks are very helpful over there as well. Yep. All righty. Well, that's everything we got for this week. We will be back again next week at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Until then, join the community. See ya. I always wait for you to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I, all the time, I always close this show out with this super long extra music. You do. I don't have anything. I don't have anything either. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Jam out.